Hello, welcome to 15 Minute Sermon. I'm super excited to have you here. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> All right, let's pray a short prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. We're about to start another series where we're going to learn about the miracles of Jesus. We ask that our, our conviction in Christ will be strengthened yet more. Oh, our faith is built up and it's made strong. And for those who don't believe, we pray that their heart will be open to receive God's word. They would understand everything that you shared in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, welcome once again. So we are starting a new series. Uh, and, and the title is The Miracles of Yeshua. Miracles of Jesus. Right? And so we're going to be learning a lot in this episode just beaming on on the on the miraculous life that jesus lived every single day of his life was a day of miracles but before that let's go to john chapter 3 verse 16 powerful scripture john chapter 3 verse 16 i'm reading from the king james version of the bible all right it says for god so loved the world oh this should steer your heart up the creator of the entire world the creator of the universe, the one who many, because they can't grasp his reality, have tried to excuse his existence. <laughs> the very being behind all of creation. He said he loved the world. He loved the world. He loved the world. And he said that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You know, God is more concerned about what happens to you after after you, you're, you're done with the earth here. Because no matter how long you live, you, would, you won't live forever on the earth here. Alright? As it stands now, with the physical body you have, that body cannot last forever. And so God knows this. So he has created a possibility outside the natural and that possibility is a possibility of eternal life you can live forever all right you can live forever so even after physical death you can have eternal life afterwards you can be eternally uh, eternally secure all right your life can be eternally secure such that physical death doesn't mean the end of your existence all right he said he has made that possible in jesus and this is a demonstration of his love. He said, whoever believes in his son that he has given to die for his sins or for the sins of the world. So whoever believes this, that person would not perish. Beautiful. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I enjoy you to believe if you have not believed. For those who have believed, I want you to be strengthened. Strengthened. It's true. It's life after now, and you are going to experience it. All right, so let's go into the series proper. Looking at the miracles of Jesus, his life was a life of miracles. Let's, it's, it's so pronounced that uh, the Apostle John has this to say. Let's open to John chapter 21. All right, so this was the very last verse, the very last uh, verse of, of, of the book of John, you know, the gospel according to John. All right. The gospel account according to John. Alright, this was the very last thing he said in his in his book. Alright. He said in verse 25, John chapter 21, verse 25. He said, And there are also many other things which Jesus did. 
Wow. So he's saying, I, I wrote many miracles Jesus did in this book. All right. In this book, uh, John wrote about how Jesus rose Lazarus from the grave. John wrote about the, the, the uh, feeding of 10,000. And then when Jesus multiplied bread, all right, and fishes to feed just few breads and few loaves of bread and few fishes, he multiplied it to feed a large number of people. Just in the same book, he, he, he turned water into wine. And put on John said, he said, see, there are also many other things which Jesus did. He said, the which, if they should be written, everyone. I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. So you may want to say this is an exaggeration. All right. You may want to say that, ah, when you say the books of the world, it just, just forget about uh, arguing whether it's an exaggeration or not. The point is, Jesus did so much. That's what Apostle John is trying to communicate. Jesus did so many miracles, so many so many miracles so many miracles he did so many said the witch if they should be written said i suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books awesome and you know let's go to acts chapter 10 verse 38 to further buttress this point this was uh, apostle peter speaking when he came to the uh, house of colin cornelius uh, we know the story so this was one of the things he, he said. If you don't know the story, I, I, I think you should read it. Acts chapter 10. So God, this was the first time the gospel was being preached to the Gentiles. All right. God had to appear to uh, 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 to Peter in a dream to convince him. All right. To go uh, to the Gentiles. And then, so this was one of the things uh, uh, Peter said in Cornelius' house. He said how God anointed Jesus Christ. Of Nazareth, with the how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, Yeshua, with the Holy Ghost and with power. He said he went about doing good. Mando belesiminate ibokaya. He said who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He said for God was with him. He said and we are witnesses of all the things of all things which he did both in the land. Of the Jews and in Jerusalem. He said, We are witnesses. He said, We saw what he did. He went about doing good. He said, He healed, he healed all that were oppressed. He healed them. All that were oppressed. He healed them. Ah, he said, For God was with him. He said, And we are witnesses of all the things, of, of all things which he did, but in the land of the Jews. They witnessed, they saw him do those miracles. They saw him perform those miracles. Can imagine what a wonder it was to them, you know, witnessing all of that. So his life was a life that was full of miracles. Every day he went about doing good. He healed all that were oppressed. I'm going to look at a few in this entire series. So let's start with this. The first one I want us to look at Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. This particular uh, miracle that he performed is very instructive all right it teaches there are a lot of lessons to draw from this all right you, you must understand the ministry of jesus while jesus was on the earth all right the old testament he was still under the old testament because the, the bible speaks that 
a testament is not in force until blood is shed. So the New Testament wasn't possible. The New Covenant wasn't possible until Jesus died. The blood was shed until his blood was shed. And then he rose up from the grave. Alright? So, uh, he, he, you need to understand that. And I will explain why I had to say that at, at this point. Alright, so let's look at this account. Matthew chapter 8. Uh Matthew chapter 8. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus was tempted of the devil. Alright. And the Bible tells us after that, he, he, he uh, yeah, yeah. You know, in Matthew chapter 3, Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. And then from there, the Bible tells us he was driven by the Holy Ghost into the wilderness and he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And then uh, while after the fast, he was tempted of the devil. And then in Matthew chapter 5, between Matthew chapter 5 to chapter 7, Jesus had a teaching. He taught, you know, in chapter 5, it was the Beatitudes. Chapter 6, he taught about um, being content. He taught about, you know, not worrying, not being worried and anxious about life. He taught valuable lessons then in Matthew chapter 5. taught about asking and receiving. You know, so Matthew chapter 5 to chapter 7. I'm sorry, in Matthew chapter 7, he taught about asking and receiving. So you see, in Matthew chapter 5 to chapter 7, these were teachings of Jesus. All right? So, in Matthew chapter 8, he said, when he was come down from the mountain, because he stood on, he was sitting on the mountain and teaching. He said, but when he was done, he came down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. Verse 2, he said, and behold, they came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou will, thou canst make me clean. A leper said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Verse 3, he said, And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will, oh God, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. What? What? He said, Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. He touched a leper. Leprosy is a communicable disease. But Jesus wasn't afraid of touching him. Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus put forth his hands and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. Say, I'm willing, to, I'm willing to make you clean. Be clean. The Bible says, immediately. This has to be, <laughs> this has to be an exaggeration or it's true. And trust me, it's true. <laughs> because John had told us, he said, we saw many things Jesus did do. He said, we are witnesses. Peter said that too. All right? He said, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Immediately. Immediately. Talk about miracles. I'll tell you why this is important. Immediately. <laughs> We're going to look at something. And then verse 4, he said, and Jesus said unto him, see thou tell no man. But go thy way, show that go but go thy way, show thyself to, thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Alright. So here's why I said uh Jesus, you know, you know, because it was still under the old covenant. While Jesus was alive, the old covenant was still in play. Alright, the old testament. So and Jesus respected it. Alright? So that's why you mentioned, he said, I didn't come to destroy the law. He said, I came to fulfill it. I am the fulfillment of the law. So, you know, but he still told the leper to do what was required in the old covenant. I want us to look at this. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 13. 
Alright, so God began to give Moses instructions about how to handle people that have skin diseases. Alright, and let's let's look at it. Leviticus chapter 13, I'll read verse 1 to 3 and jump to 45 to 40, uh, verse 45 to 46. And then, yeah, we'll, as much as we can learn. Okay, so, and the Lord speak unto Moses and Aaron, saying, When a man shall have in the skin of his flesh a rise in his cap or bright spot, and it be in the skin of his flesh like the plague of leprosy then he shall be brought unto aaron the priest or unto one of his sons the priest and the priest shall look on the plague in the skin of the flesh and when the hair in the plague is turned white and the plague the plague in sight be deeper than the skin of his flesh it is a plague of leprosy and the priest shall look on him and pronounce him unclean and if the bright spot be white in the skin of his flesh, and in the sight be not deeper than the skin, and the air thereof be not turned white, then the priest shall shut him that had the plague seven days. So, <laughs> so when somebody had a skin disease, all right, such as leprosy, he has to present himself to the to the to the priest. The priest has had to do the work of of a physician. Alright, so the priest will examine him and check for some signs. And when he's, if he sees those signs that suggest that it's a skin disease, not just a, a, a rash or a scab, alright, he will pronounce him unclean. And he has to stay indoors, separated from people for seven days first. Can you imagine? So the priest couldn't heal. <laughs> Do you get? Priest couldn't heal. Prince had to keep him. Or him or her who had the skin disease will be kept in isolation for seven days. It's if you read further, you see some as much as fourteen days and all. But the point is, a priest couldn't heal them. <laughs> he couldn't. Right? His work was just to observe. Verse forty-five. He said, "And the leper in whom the plague in his clothes shall be rent, and his head bare, he shall put a covering upon his upper lip, and shall cry, unclean, unclean, all the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone without the camp. Shall his habitation be? Shall be outside the camp. That's why the leper said, If thou will cleanse me, if thou will, you can cleanse me. It was not ceremonially correct for him to be." To, for, for Jesus to touch him. Alright? It was not because it was supposed to be separate. But Jesus touched him. He touched him. He touched him. Alright? Then if you read Leviticus chapter 14, you see why Jesus said that he should go to the priest and show himself forth. We're out of time. So we're going to continue from this particular point in the next episode and we'll take it from there. I'm sure you have been blessed by this. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you.